Hi, and welcome to the Lactation Training Lab podcast, a show created to inspire, inform, and engage everyone who works with pregnant people and new parents. So glad you're here. I'm Christine, an IBCLC and trained childbirth educator based in the U.S. After years of practicing clinical lactation care and providing professional lactation training to other healthcare providers, I created the Lactation Training Lab to serve as a resource for learning and connecting over all things lactation related. Whether you're seasoned or studying, I hope this show will make you think and inspire you to act. Here we go. Welcome back to the Lactation Training Lab podcast. Today, I wanted to spend some time thinking about tongue tie, sharing a little bit about what I've learned over the years. And what I'd like this episode to feel like is a conversation that invites in especially those who have less knowledge, less understanding, and less experience with this issue, but who work with pregnant and lactating people in any capacity. Because it's really important to always keep in mind that our goal, our overall ultimate goal is to support families. And one of the hardest things for families is when they receive inconsistent messaging about the issues that come up for them. And this is one of those areas where this really happens a lot. So this won't be a very clinical episode. I'm not planning to teach here. I'm not in here to educate on how to identify or exactly what should be done or make recommendations about any of that today. And in fact, I would say that if you are an advanced practitioner, if you are a really skilled IBCLC, if you are a person with a lot of expertise about tongue tie, you're not going to hear any breaking news here. This isn't something where you need to be, um, you know, listening to every single word and waiting. This is really more of a conversation about how we should be thinking about this issue more globally and not so much how we should approach it, but how we should be thinking about it and how we can help to start shifting mindsets, you know, overall and on a larger basis. Because there are so many people that impact especially the the beginning times when families have new babies. There are so many people who have contact with them for various different reasons. And that does become a problem when some of those are people are and some of those lactation care providers, even some of those birth workers, some of those physicians and nurses in hospitals. There can be so many contacts that people have and what we see, what we find is that there are many opinions about how important it is to know about tongue tie, to talk about it, to be able to work through it. And even so much as people saying things like, I don't believe in that, or isn't that just a fad, or that's completely overdiagnosed. And all of those concepts, all of those ways of thinking about it are really disrespectful to the people who actually do know about it. And they completely disregard the body of evidence that exists around tongue tie and how it impacts lactation specifically. So we do want to work on the, this global understanding. And I think that there's, there's a few things to share here that might really help. And I think the place to begin for me, I first attended a workshop in 2012. 
And in 2012, I had been involved in lactation care for almost 12 years. I had been an IBCLC already at that time for three years. And I knew about tongue tie. I knew about anterior tongue tie. And I really didn't understand anything beyond this makes it difficult for babies to latch and causes pain. So when I attended this workshop in October of 2012, the workshop wasn't really even, I wasn't ex going to this expecting to learn about how tongue tie impacted lactation. It was a feeding and swallowing disorders talk. And I so I wasn't in there waiting for this information about tongue tie, but it was part of the presentation. It was an integral part of the presentation. It was an integral part of what those uh, pr presenters actually do in their line of work. They are speech language pathologists and OTs. And I remember sitting at a table where everyone else at the table besides my IBCLC colleague and I, everyone at the table was a speech language pathologist. And when they found out that we were IBCLCs, they really wanted to know what we knew about tongue tie. And I sat there listening because I didn't know a darn thing as it turned out. Fortunately, my colleague really did. And you know, over the years, I've learned so much from her and we've learned together in more trainings and we've learned through working on cases. And I think that that's where this kind of, you know, came from for me that that first real true understanding that this impacts so much more than just how a baby can latch, whether they can latch, what kind of pain or nipple damage it causes. And knowing that at that time when I had already been an IBCLC and I'd already been involved in this work for what felt like a long time, I was sort of flabbergasted at how I could have gotten that far without knowing it. And a little bit embarrassed, um, feeling a little bit vulnerable sharing that even right now, because how was I really helping people if I didn't understand the full spectrum of problems that could be happening for them? And so as I thought back on particularly difficult and challenging cases and dyads that I'd worked with over the years, I could pinpoint immediately as I learned this new information exactly where it would have been really helpful for me to know what I was learning and it would have been really helpful for those families and probably would have help their situations turn out differently had they been in touch with somebody more skilled than I was. So moving past that steeled my resolve to truly understand more. And I think that where we've landed now, you know, eight years later, there's so much more knowledge and information. There's so many more trainings. There's so much more of an expectation for somebody who is practicing as an IBCLC to understand the potential impact of a tongue tie on lactation. It's really part of what we do in a much more respected and expected way at this time. So I love that. <laughs> of course, I'm really pleased about that because during that time, the body of evidence supporting this information has obviously grown as well. And so this isn't the place to really go into the body of evidence, but we know that the body of evidence exists that helps to support the fact that we are doing this work, that we are providing skilled expertise as IBCLCs that supports families to move through these problems 
or if they choose not to revise tongue ties to move around these problems, to be able to navigate the potential things that come up if their babies uh, have unrevised tongue ties. And those are, you know, two completely um, tied together, intricately tied together skill sets that we have to have because in the end, it's never our decision. It's a family's decision whether a revision is possible. And I think that's another place where it really comes into play that, you know, thinking about how it impacts families when they receive these inconsistent messages from others or they hear uh, phrases or they hear statements like, well, tongue tie isn't real or I don't believe in that or I think that, you know, whoever overdiagnoses this, when they hear those statements, it makes those decisions harder for them it becomes really difficult for them to make the right decision for their family because they don't sense a confidence um, that's, that's coming from the larger group of providers or people who are around them. So that inconsistent messaging, it just it keeps rearing its ugly head everywhere we go in lactation care, doesn't it? So again, as I mentioned at the beginning, I really invite anybody who has skepticism or has, um, you know, maybe they feel like they don't have enough knowledge to be even discussing this with families. I encourage you to seek out training. I encourage you to seek out information. There's so much more out there at this time. There are so many people who know so much. And I'm not going to say that there's complete agreement on every aspect of how this care works. There are plenty of amazing and completely appropriate debates that go in many directions surrounding every single aspect of lactation care and, you know, care of the baby who is tongue-tied. So there's lots of ways that people have become experts in different you know, points on that journey. And that's something that is really important to know. It is a journey uh, for families. And to uncover the possibility that their baby has this particular issue, to go through a discernment period of deciding whether this is, you know, a time where they're planning on having this revised. And then if they do, moving through that, moving through that period of post-revision where there's a need for a lot of extra tasks, a lot of extra activities and work so that the baby can have rehabilitation of many of their motor and reflex pathways. There's a time of recovering skills and understanding about how lactation works that may have been missed or had to be set aside during the time that they were trying to make it through. And then on the other side of the tracks, if they've decided not to have a revision, learning the supportive skills that are going to help them, you know, move around and compensate for the fact that their baby has this issue of function. So there's just this really long time frame and spectrum for families where tongue ties impact lactation. And we know, you know, every time we attend a course or a class or a training, on tongue tie, one of the very first things that's usually discussed is the potential impacts and the potential risks to lactation. And one of the biggest risks is weaning. So we're talking early weaning, we're talking early unintended weaning, we're talking early complete weaning, early partial weaning. There's so many ways that this can go for families. And so you have to 
if you think about it that way, you really have to focus on the fact that if those are the potential outcomes from not from a, a baby having a tongue tie and trying to go through this process of lactation, if those are the potential outcomes, all those different types of weaning that are not within the parent's choice, how is it fair to hold information back from them? How is it fair to say, oh, I don't believe in that, so you should not be thinking about that? Or that's just a fad, that's just something that's overdiagnosed. That isn't fair. This isn't this isn't a situation where we can just set that information aside. We really have to allow families to play with this information themselves, to discuss it among themselves, to come to decisions that are based on information instead of people's opinions. This really isn't about what anyone believes. It's not a belief system. It's a information that we know from all of the ways that we know anything we know about biology and the human body from research, from observation, from case studies, from all of the things that we do. And, you know, I think the, the other part of where that comes in too is when you're getting information, um, you know, if you're so, you know, you're in this audience, you're one of those people who has contact with pregnant lactating people throughout any point on the spectrum of their preconception, pregnancy, labor, birth, lactation, parenting, all of those points on the spectrum, you have this contact with people. So you have the ability to impact how they think about these things. If it's brought up, you know, you have the ability to say what is, you know, what might be going on or what you've been told might be going on. So it's really key for you to keep in mind that when you get information, that you are getting information and pulling together your own personal set of knowledge and your skill set from people who actually understand this because they work with families along the entire spectrum of lactation. You can't really take information from somebody who only sees babies in the hospital and say that that is a good look at how this can possibly impact lactation. You can't really take information from a physician who doesn't spend time with families working on lactation issues and say that is as valid as an IBCLC who works in your community in private practice and sees families on an ongoing basis at all points along the lactation spectrum. You really have to give weight to those who are doing the work with families throughout the spectrum. We can't take the same opinion from somebody who doesn't do the work and put it on the same level as somebody who does the work and who is, you know, with these families and watching the symptoms and the things that occur and then seeing changes that occur over time, seeing how things change, things improve, things uh, get worse with revisions or with different procedures or with different um, types of care. You really need to know that your information is coming from people who are actually engaged in this work, whose hands are dirty. You know, if somebody is not involved in it, how would they know? They would only know from reading or from hearing. It's, so it's almost like thinking about it as hearsay. If they're not engaged in it, it's hearsay. So it's really important that you, as a learner, are getting that information from the right sources. And in the end, as we, as we continue to think about 
why this is an issue or why this is such an important thing to know about, I always go back to this. I, I say this a lot when I teach live in person. Um, I, I find myself saying this a lot after we discuss anything that's complicated, any kind of complex situation that might come up with lactation. I find myself reminding everybody that, hey, even though that could happen, even though these really difficult challenges could come up, even though that seems complicated, the thing about breastfeeding is that it's a robust process. It's designed to work. It's an evolutionary mechanism, right? It's a survival mechanism for mammals, which is designed to work. And it's, it has design features that give it some flexibility so that there's, there's room. It's a robust process. It has room for flexibility. It has room for differences in how who people are and how parents and babies match up and all the different things and the different ways that things can play out and that works whenever we have healthy people with normal function the times when things go astray the times when things get complicated or complex and require expertise and specialties that go above and beyond the basics and the normal and the healthy and the functional well that's when we have people who have issues with their health, or we have people who have issues with function. And that's what tongue tie is. It's an issue with function. And so if we think about it that way, everything should be working fine if there isn't a tongue tie, if there isn't a medical issue that causes a milk production problem, if there isn't you know, any issues, everything should be working fine in lactation until we identify that it's not right so if we see that there is a problem that's when we go back and we look for what might be the cause of that problem we want to find the root cause but we don't look for problems we look for signs that there could be a problem and once we see those signs that's when we trace it back we don't assume that everyone's going to have low milk production. We don't assume that every baby is going to have a tongue tie. We don't assume that everyone's going to have difficulty latching. But if those things occur, we want to have the skills and the knowledge to address those problems. And this is just like any other problem that could potentially affect lactation. So that's the way I like to look at it. So again, I encourage you to seek information, seek conversation, Seek ways of learning, opening your mind, opening your perception, opening even your acceptance to the concept that tongue tie is a significant issue that does impact dyads when they are in the process of lactation. And we're not even talking about anything beyond that at this point. Um, that's, you know, a topic for another podcast. But for what we do here, for lactation training, there's just no getting around it. We have to know this information. We have to have it. And this is not a matter of, well, IBCLCs have to know it, but if I'm a lactation counselor, I don't really need that information because I can't do anything about it. I don't believe that. I don't believe that you hold back information because there's a specialist or a clinical expert on something. Wouldn't you rather know more about how it works so that you can support people even better, even before you pursue any higher certification than what you have at this point, or if you're even going to? 
Everyone needs to know this information. Everyone needs to understand the potential impacts of tongue tie on lactation so that everyone can support families better, especially when they're having to make those hard decisions. So thanks for sharing this with me today. I've really enjoyed the opportunity to get some of these thoughts out. And I expect there might be some, some good feedback with this. I expect there might be some response. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. And I look forward to our next opportunity to share. <laughs>